Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. In my personal life, I am a wife to a dedicated law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm an adamantine yoga teacher, health coach, community betterment advocate, and wellness enthusiast. But what I really like doing is connecting others with tools and resources that bring about health, harmony, and happiness. Whatever this looks like to you, I'm here to offer my own insights and tools from others that allow you to realize your full potential to live mindfully as your authentic best self. Allow me to be a guide in discovering what works for you. Hey everyone, Kathy Stricker here. I'm flying solo today. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about transitions and boundaries. But before we get into that, just a reminder that if you haven't left a rating or review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful if you would do that. I am excited every week when I hear that new people are listening or hear that people I didn't know were listening are actually listening. So thank you very much for sharing those encouraging words and thoughts with me. It really, really does mean a lot and I appreciate it. I appreciate each and every one of you who are out there listening. Um, the other thing that you can do is share this podcast with someone else. So whether that is just hitting the share icon in the app that you listen to podcasts with or sharing the link directly from the website um, for someone else to, to listen and hopefully gain some insights, I would be ever grateful to you. So let's jump right into today's podcast, Transitions and Boundaries. We are in the midst of a transition phase right now. I don't know if a lot of you have noticed, but daylight savings time ended. So uh, if you think you gained an extra hour of sleep, you didn't really. We just shifted things around a little bit. I can tell you that no matter when this shift happens, it generally wreaks havoc on people's bodies. And it's so hard for our society and for um, people living in the United States who live with daylight savings time to adjust to this. It's always one of those things that I either see an influx in class of participants or people slowing down with their participation in, in the yoga practice because of that adjustment with sleep. And if you listen to the podcast a couple weeks ago about circadian rhythms, you know how much sleep plays a role in how our bodies function. So newsflash, when we fall back, you're not really gaining an extra hour of sleep. And I'm now finding myself waking at 3 a.m. rather than at 4 without an alarm. It's super annoying and frustrating. I usually go back to sleep, but the disturbance in sleep is still just that. A disturbance in sleep. And it just... It's just no fun, especially if you have little kiddos who have no concept of time. That's a whole nother adjustment and topic of conversation, I guess. Um, I am not one of those parents who plan ahead and start putting my kids to bed earlier, um, weeks in advance to get them used to that transition before. I think those parents are probably few and far between. It's more like wake up Sunday morning and it hits you. That transition is there. Um, and maybe sometimes that's just the best way to jump into transitions is trial by fire. But here's something to consider. Transitions do make life interesting. 
I would say that the majority of people that I begin with the adamantine yoga practice struggle with transitions in the beginning. And we all react to transitions differently. There are four different ways that I kind of consider that people approach transitions. Um, For the most part, though, how you approach transitions in life is how you approach them on the yoga mat. So there's the person who tries to rush them because they're impatient and they just really want to get through everything uh, and check things off their list. Then there's the person who moves way, way too slowly and is really unsure of themselves because they lack the confidence that they can actually do it, but they do know it and they, they can move through it if they, um, test themselves. Then there's the person who tends to jump ship and run all together and just completely give up because it's too challenging and I'm just not going to do it because I can't do it because they've been telling themselves that for years that new things are difficult or that maybe they are not good learners and they don't, um, they don't learn well at school, so they're not going to learn well at anything. Maybe they've been told that somewhere in their lives, and it's just not true. We all have that capacity. And then the fourth person is the person who tends to get stuck for a while in transition mode, never completing anything, but just allowing the guilt of the unfinished transition to hang over them like a dark cloud. Uh, I tend to fall into two of these categories, and I'm usually the jump ship and run person and the get stuck in transition mode where I've got lots of incompleted projects, Um, but I like to get myself out of those or work through them. And usually when I'm not in the flow of life, that's when I see these tendencies in myself and I can directly see the relationship in the handstand transition in my yoga practice. It's really funny because I will give up and cartwheel out of the handstand before I even give myself a chance to stick it, or I will just get stuck halfway to handstand or in a tuck or in a partial tuck and not be able to move forward. And that's funny because those are the two, um, the two tendencies that I have towards moving through, through transitions also. So you know that I use my yoga practice as a guide to check in with how the other things in my life are feeling and are flowing. And when things get tough on the mat, they're usually tough someplace else in my life. Um, When I allow the flow and focus in my yoga practice, then the rest of my life follows suit. It's pretty amazing. And I'm really glad that I have that tool to compare things to and to use as the constant in my life. Now, it doesn't always happen that I'm flowing and moving easily through things like I just told you, Um, and I have to stop and remind myself of it, but when I do, the flow does come back. It takes time and it takes patience with yourself to adjust and adapt, and sometimes you have to ask for help, and that's okay. It's expected, both on the mat and in life. There is no perfection. It's all practice, just like yoga. But in both situations, the idea is that you move along a continuum. And even though you have to take a step back at times to look at your notes, to pause and check in or be corrected or get help, you continue to move forward. That's the idea. You know more than you did before and are doing the best you can with the knowledge and the ability that you have at this very moment. 
sometimes we get so deep into where we or our thinking minds think that we, quote, should be, that we forget to look at the big picture. We forget to set boundaries for ourselves so that we don't let overwhelm creep in. And it's during those times of transition that growth actually happens. These transitions in life are meant to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortableness produces change. Just like in your physical body when the muscles are taken to their edge, maybe when you've completed so many repetitions of lifting a weight, for instance, you're expecting that the muscle is going to grow, that the muscle is going to get stronger. And that discomfort really only lasts for a day or so, but then it resolves and you are a stronger individual. Your mind also goes through these transitions. It's called mindset. So what if you just sat in the uncomfortableness that change brings, that transitions bring, and felt it? Truly, truly felt the uncomfortableness and then owned it and asked yourself, what is it that I'm feeling? What feelings or actions do I really need to focus on? What feelings do you really want to elicit from the change that's being asked of you? See what comes up and take time to let your body, let your mind respond. And I say mind, but it's not really so much mind. It's pretty much your body. You'll feel it somewhere in your body. Maybe it's in your chest. Maybe it's in your solar plexus. Uh, Maybe it's in your gut. Somewhere you will actually feel what the answer is. You'll feel what you need to know. But this is kind of a skill to practice. It's something that doesn't come natural, especially if you have a tendency to um, be anxious or to not want to sit still or be still. This is, again, another thing that challenges me. So to be able to sit in that uncomfortableness and just ask myself those questions can often be a transition in itself. But when it does happen, I usually get answers. I usually begin to feel that flow again. So when you start to notice one of those four tendencies creeping into a transitional time of your life, then sit down Feel what you're really feeling. Ask yourself those questions. And then begin to set boundaries to align with your answer, with the answers that you're getting, that you're coming up with and receiving. Boundaries, although in a sense may sound like a bad thing because of the connotation towards being fenced in or stopped, they aren't really. They can be limits for yourself so you don't push too far, add too much to your workload, or exhaust yourself with unnecessary worry. They can give you freedom to give yourself permission to be kinder and gentler to yourself, to put your needs first. There are three things you can do or implement into your life to help with setting boundaries. Allow rather than resist. By changing the way you are looking at something that may seem uncomfortable to the growth mindset, the transition becomes easier. Know your limits and prepare for them to show up at some point by setting firm lines around those feelings or actions that you want to elicit so that they can thrive. Allow them to come forth just like the other 
technique I just mentioned, allow rather than resist, but put boundaries around yourself so that you're not giving in to, oh, I'll just sit down at my computer for five minutes and then my yoga practice gets continually pushed till the end of the day and then there's no time because at that point I maybe lose the consistency or control that I have over my day because my family comes into play and I want to take care of them and spend time with them. So by setting boundaries, for instance, for myself in the morning and knowing that I need to do this for 10 minutes and I'm only giving myself 10 minutes to do this, then I can do my yoga practice. I know that my yoga practice will fit into my schedule and will be a part of my day. It's the part of the day where I have the most control over for the most part. And the third technique that I would say using towards uh, setting boundaries for yourself also is using affirmations to literally begin to change your beliefs. They indeed do begin to call forth the mission that you intend to fulfill. If you say them often and if you say them in a manner that you believe that they will or that they are happening already... Now, I'm not saying that I have this figured out because Lord knows I very much go back and forth on the continuum with this, but just writing this out and planning uh, this podcast for you to remind you or to educate you on this concept is a reminder for me to listen, to tune in, to take a step back, breathe, look at the big picture and feel my body feel my feelings. It's that inkling of doubt that you have in yourself. I have in myself at times that causes this mindset that transitions are and always will be difficult, that they will feel heavy and make you want to go home or leave things unfinished because then you don't have to face the real issues. You can continue on status quo, beating yourself up because you couldn't make a change, follow through or quit. Well, so what? So what if you don't actually finish something or if you actually decide maybe this isn't for me? Those are things you get to decide when you're placing those boundaries or when you're setting those boundaries in the beginning. I hear, quote, the transitions are so hard for me or I just can't get the transitions more times than I can possibly count on my fingers from most new students. So when I start to hear that, I offer up the affirmation. Transitions are easy for me. I move through transitions effortlessly or something along those lines. And and if something along those lines is truly mentally repeated by the student, it works. Transitions indeed do become easier. Transitions only feel hard because they are moving us into something different. They're supposed to be uncomfortable. But what could be waiting for you on the other side, if you can surrender to change, could be amazing. It may not be a pretty adjustment to get there, but it's probably going to result in something much more beautiful than where you're currently at, scary as it may be. Consider pregnancy and childbirth. And the reason I bring this up is because it's the most recent transition that I've gone through in my life right now. It's messy, it's difficult, and it, for most people, has its ups and downs. But it's necessary to get to the other side, the side that is more beautiful than anything else God can create in this world, life. 
breath of another living creature. The transition is necessary. Is it enjoyable for all? Not exactly. There are some women out there who really like that um, transition and the, uh, the everything that comes with pregnancy and childbirth, but it's still challenging. It's still putting your body through something that it is not used to doing. Boundaries are those limits that you can mentally plan for in advance so that you are prepared for the uneasiness that happens with change, for what will happen or how you will feel if you don't stick with them. So how do you set them? By being intentional. It's the intentionality in yoga, especially adamantine yoga, that creates more ease with change. If you aren't intentional about body positioning, you could injure yourself. If you're not intentional about your breath, your practice will elicit a different feeling, possibly even a negative one. If you're not intentional about your choreography, which if you know adamantine is kind of a big deal in it. And if it's not practiced as the sequence is written, you are selling yourself short on feeling your absolute best, no matter what modifications you're taking, because you're probably not allowing the practice to flow through your body and it might feel choppy. So that may be the sensation that you're creating in your body and the feelings that you're creating in your body. With clear boundaries, knowing what you have to say no to in order to say yes to you, you set yourself up for success. How you flow through transitions on the mat is how you flow through transitions in life. And it's okay for those transitions to not look pretty in the beginning, but eventually they will. Just keep showing up or start showing up to whatever transition you're facing. Change your mindset and the flow will happen. You get to go through the transition to come out on the other side ahead. Not you have to go through it. You get to because on the other side, you're going to be ahead of where you are now a different version of you and those transitions, well, they can turn out just as beautiful and graceful as whatever is waiting for you on the other side. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope you enjoyed the show and remember to leave a rating or review if you haven't done so. And I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Cairn Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.